So if you would join me in putting your hand on your heart and we bless this meeting with so much gratitude for this opportunity to be together in oneness, for this opportunity to remember who we really are as we remember that in each other, with so much respect for gratitude and what that does in our lives. We expand our hearts with breathing in gratitude and leaving not judgment on the side because we prefer non-judgment as it leads us to peace and gratitude and oneness. We put on the holy altar an offering this morning of anything that keeps us from knowing that there is no separation, that we are one. If that's worry, if that's tension, if that's stress, if that's bodily sensations, if that's concerns of any kind or feelings or emotions that lead us away, we put those right now on the altar and leave them there. We make a declaration of our oneness, of our worthiness and our wholeness that are already present. We stand in that, in that support, in that knowingness of the, of the knowledge that we are already okay. We need do nothing if we wake up to what's already here. We now declare our oneness and our willingness to share that understanding with all, for all, today and forever. Thank you and amen. I've unmuted everybody, and it's your time to share. Who would like to start? Hmm. I'll start. <laughs> I'm Ronnie. And yesterday we had, uh, I had my sacred circle and someone in the sacred circle asked what the I am meant. So we had a little discussion about I am and someone else in the group recommended to go to, the, uh, to uh, YouTube and look up the power of I am. So this morning, I started looking and remembered that um, Jennifer actually has three pages worth of I am statements in the Masterful Living Journal. And then I went on to YouTube and I, I typed in the power of I am. And I, uh, I haven't really spent much time on I am, 
I did go back and look in my notebook and I see I did write some I am statements, but I haven't really put any effort in, in, into any of it. And so I'm just wondering, has anyone had experience using the I am statement and uh, how they use it and what has it done for them? Uh, I, I have had some experience with the I am. Going back 15 years ago or so, I discovered that teaching of, of the I am and just the power of those two words. And I had a coach who, a teacher who was much more aware of what the I am power was. And in my voice, he, he coached me. He said, you're not there. You're not there. You're not there. And I could really feel a shift <clears throat> when, I, when I made statements beginning with I am and just how much deeper and more resonant it was when I was present with those two words and, um, and spent a lot of time with it. There was in conjunction with teachings of St. Germain at the time. And uh, I, I like Jennifer's journal part. I am that I am. And, and I, I, I just, I am aware viscerally of its empowerment in me being present. And James Wyman has a whole book written on the I am. The I am that, he was talking about that. So if you, do you know who James Wyman is? Twyman, I think. What was that, Rosalie? Um, I think it's James Twyman. Twyman, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he is actually the video I, I clicked on because the name is familiar to me. He's done a Course in Miracles stuff with Jennifer. So I typed on his video and I started watching it. And I only got, it's an hour and something long, and I only got about 10 minutes into it. But that, that it's called The Power of I Am. And there's different people that are talking on the video, but it sounded very interesting to me. <laughs> so I'm going to go back and look at that video and see. I, and I would share too, Ronnie, there's, um, I, I came in a little bit late, so I apologize if I missed something, but obviously in the Course in Miracles, there's lessons on that. And, and one that, um, and I'm not sure the number, but I know that sometimes I'll, I'll just practice. Um, one of those lessons would have a have us practice what we are not and what we are and that helps me a lot i am not weak i am strong i um i know all of those kind of things i i am not helpless i am all powerful i am so so to counter the obviously mistaken false beliefs and replace them with true beliefs. I've found that lesson um, really 
powerful. It's just kind of one of the ones I carry with me. So when I'm noticing my mistaken beliefs, sometimes I'll just start um, countering them with the truth of who I am. Um, just this morning, I was looking at one of my index cards. I think it might have been lesson 152 um, that talks about remembering and accepting who we are in true humility, that we are who God created us. And it might be that lesson. I'm not sure that has that exercise. Yeah. I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever heard of a, I heard somebody created a wonderful meditation with the be still and know that I am God from the Bible. I think that's Psalm 46, but it's obviously got the I am in there. And, and I guess it's a meditation where you slowly eliminate more and more words. Um, be still and know that I am God. And you sit with that for a while. Then be still and know that I am then be still and know that I, then be still and know, then be still and just be. I, it sounds, I've, I've done that a few times. That's, that's related. I just share that. I, I think that's pretty powerful. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And Jennifer sent out a text this week also that said, when the ego says, I can't, say, I am. Where was that again, Hugh? It was in one of the texts that Jennifer sent out. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Hugh, can you be any closer to the microphone? Um, because uh, you have wonderful things to say and it may be hard on the replay for people to hear. Okay, how's that? It's better. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Ronnie, for that question. Does anybody else have anything to share on what's been occurring this week? Any breakthroughs, any challenges, any insights? Any thoughts about the classes on trust and relationship? Hearing, um, I was not on the community call two weeks ago, but I listened to the rebroadcast and uh, there were some beautiful statements made that were provocative and inspiring to me, including Rieko's discussion of 
Ho'oponopono and how she was applying that in her life. We've had some communication since, and I was very appreciative. That inspired me to get the audio book, Zero Limits, which um, I finished yesterday and uh, have enjoyed that immensely to take that to a new level I, that I had perceived. I've done the Ho'opono practice sporadically and over the years with a little bit of knowledge, but gaining the additional knowledge and immersion of um, being able to listen to that in the car and as I cook and whatever has really showed me the simpatico between Ho'opono and A Course in Miracles in a much deeper way than I had recognized before. And so I have been incorporating that much more into my daily practice with, with great gratitude to have been inspired to do so. So thank you, Rieko et al. So glad to hear that, Hugh. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It is just non-judgment. It's forgiveness. It's aligning with God. It's surrender and turning over. I mean, it's it's the course in miracles. And yeah, in ten right. words. Mm -hmm. Hugh, I have a question. Um, what audio book are you? Which are you doing the one by Jove Vitale, the one that she had recommended? Right, the Zero Limits. Zero Limits? Uh huh. Have you expanded? Are there any other books that you've looked into? I have. I, I completed listening to it. I have such expertise, I completed listening to it yesterday. So, uh, and I have it to re listen to. And I'd like to make a, a comment about our community call two weeks ago. Um, it, it was a beautiful call. It was a powerful call. And uh, when we had our class the following Monday, Jennifer even said how beautiful it was. And she asked what, why we thought it was that way. And I had to go back and listen to it because it was like, really, what made it that powerful? And I listened to it again, and it just seemed like it was everyone, everyone that was part of that, that call, everyone that shared, everyone who was just present. Um, I remember afterwards, there were several of us that did not want to hang up, and we just sat there just really soaking in whatever it was. And I remember uh, Rieko said, I want to stay here all day. And I wanted to stay there all day. And Deanna in the call on Monday said she was flying high all day long from that call. And I totally related to that because when I hung up, I was supposed to go get groceries with my husband. And I said to him, you know what? I, I'm going to go out 
back into the backyard and sit and just really sink into that feeling. It was just so powerful. It just felt like you could really feel the presence of God. You know, when two or more are gathered, you could really feel that spirit. It was, it was amazing, you guys. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Definitely was that. I mean, I, I had that feeling all day long. I agree. I, I experienced that too. I, I, I felt the oneness our oneness in god and i mean that's what brings so much joy i mean so much joy so yeah it was um i was one of the ones who hung out <laughs> i think till rosalind came on for the next class she kind of booted us out <laughs> of the zoom of the zoom platform it needed to be used but um, and, and so I similarly, just the whole day, was having an experience of like abiding in the love of God in the context of what we experienced in our oneness together in that sharing. Um, it, I think it was an, a good example of a miracle. Mm -hmm. it was it was beautiful i'm so grateful for our community i and and so i can even kind of recall it and bring bring that kind of back to mind it's yeah very healing right very very healing experience beautiful i just went around all day saying thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i'm grateful and thankful i mean everything Day was shiny and bright. <laughs> it was a great day. It's a great class. So does anybody have an idea for what makes the difference as you check into yourself in this present moment and how it was for you at that moment? Uh, are are there more defenses? Are we more vulnerable when there's a great call? What what did you notice? Do you notice anything now? Mm. One thing I want to share. Um, Sorry, thanks, Diana. Is that I am seeing and feeling myself change with every call um, since we started at the beginning of the year. I've never been a big fan of meetings or group talks growing up. Um, I tend to just kind of sit in the just sit quietly and either listen or tune out. Um, never really felt like participating. And in, in classes growing up where participation counted as part of your grade, those were my least favorites. <laughs> um, but something at the beginning of the year, something really compelled me to just, just show up to each call as much as I can. 
I think something in me was telling me to, telling me that I do have something I can share with the world. That I, I don't have to stuff my voice down and feel like I don't have anything worthy to say. And everyone in this community has been so loving and kind to me. With every call, I've been crying a lot in these calls. I think you all know it, but you all just really lovingly just let me be and, and embrace me exactly as it is, exactly as what's happening. And, and we, we all come here and are committed to sharing from the heart and practice compassionate listening. And, and I realized the other day, I just had this random moment where well, nothing was really happening in particular, but I just had a moment of realization where I realized I don't really hate myself anymore. I still have a lot of challenging moments, but I don't have that intense loathing for myself that I used to have. It's like no matter what I seem to be going through, I'm, I'm more okay with it. And I, I'm able to be a little more kind to myself, be more compassionate with myself. And I know that that's not a small change. And I know that this couldn't have happened without all of your support and all of the healing work that you all do on a daily basis. Because every, everything, every little thing that each of us work on and forgive and let go, like all of us benefit from it. And so I just wanna say thank you to all of you and everyone who's listening and I love you. I'm so grateful to have this in my life right now. Thank you. Rico, you, you always seem to be able to express that love that's in each one of us that's trying to come out. I, I just love to listen to you when you talk and you're open and you just, that just comes out to all of us. It's just, I mean, we, we're all going through it in our own way in a different, you know, maybe in a different area of our lives or, you know, um, but personally we're all going through it. And it's just great that you can voice that for all of us. Thank you, Diana. This is Ronnie. Thank you. 
Your sharing helps heal us all. Mm. I uh, come from a 12-step program that I, I went into uh, three and a half years ago, Al-Anon, which is family and friends of alcoholics. I was raised in a family. I was raised in a family affected by alcoholism. But when I was looking at going to Al-Anon, um, my brother, I would ask my brother, who, who's in AA and Al-Anon, and I would ask him, do I have to go to the meetings? I don't want to go to meetings. Can't I just buy the books and just read the books? <laughs> because I've never been a group person. Uh, but he said he would laugh. He just laughed and says, no, you have to go to the meetings. And I started, I, I went to the meetings very, very, very hard the first day I walked into one of those meetings. And it took me six weeks before I would say anything but my name. And I, I remember that what I had done was I built this huge wall around me with a moat with the crocodiles and on top of the wall is the serpentine wire and the serpentine wire is electrified. No one's getting in. No <laughs> one is getting in. The sad thing about that is that no one's getting out either, meaning I did not get out. And so I had, and then there's the drawbridge. And what I was finding is that going into the meeting and listening to people share, just like we do here, this is what they do in the, the 12 step programs. They talk, and share and there's huge huge healing and really my brother was so right you have to go to the meetings because that is really where the healing takes a lot of the healing takes place because we are two or more gather and we share and we realize how much we have in common and then we share that we're not alone and what I found is that I could go, start being able to go into the meeting and I could put the drawbridge down and I could let people in and I could come out. And, uh, but as soon as the meeting was over, boy, that drawbridge was back up and the, the electricity was turned back on. <laughs> but what was interesting after time, I started realizing that I left the drawbridge down. And I was able to go out into the world and leave the drawbridge down. And now I can tell you that the electricity has been turned off and the bridge and the wall has been knocked down, totally knocked down. I don't even think about it anymore. And it's not just in the meeting, but it's actually going out into the world and realizing that I really am okay. So yes, these, these meetings are just, these groups are just so, so powerful. And everyone who is a part of it contributes to that. Thank you. I just so agree that uh, that's hard for me. I haven't been one to share a lot either. And yet this, this community and this space is affirming that each of us is 
an expression of divinity and that we do have something to offer. And so I'm aware that for myself, I, I rush because I think, oh, I shouldn't take too much time. And I don't even know if what I'm expressing is coming across to be a clear idea that people can take in. And so, but, but kind of coming prayerfully to each session and trying to be more receptive even to myself saying something um and i i agree so much diana what you said about rieko's share she rieko you seem to be able to articulate um in in such a way that i i also feel that you give expression to a lot of my my experience and and so then i realized that perhaps that's true of what I share too, and what Ronnie just shared—that was that was a beautiful visualization of, you know, kind of the barriers um, that I also keep up. I've never really thought of it that way, um, but you know, we're talking about relationships right now, and um, you can't have relationships very well <laughs> in that state. <laughs> of being so self-protective like that and and it's such a warped idea of of who who we are as god created us because we're not all separate like this it's we're not that's one of the false ideas we're letting go of and and to be experiencing the oneness here of our true selves is such a beautiful thing so i'm very grateful also for everyone and and noticing more and more people kind of feeling comfortable to speak up and share is is also just wonderful. It's, I just feel like such a welcome to the more and more people who are feeling comfortable to speak and share from their, their heart too. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, Tracy. You're welcome. Thank you. There's so many times that um, I have wanted to speak and find it really hard in the groups. And I often hear your voice and feel a real connection with you and what you've been saying and mm. your prayer requests. Mm. Um, and now I feel like I'm just being to see you for the first time, which is really lovely. Mm. So I give voice to that. Thank you. So welcome. Thank you. And this week I've been sort of practicing um, ways of reaching out to my family. So I think that's something that you've talked about. Um, and I've noticed how I stop myself draw back through fear of being criticized by my family. Um, and so I've just been practicing just trying it anyway, in spite of it not being perfect and just, just being myself with it a bit more mm. and accepting myself a bit more. 
not worrying if I'm going to be emotional or not emotional. Um, just daring to be to be sort of um, vulnerable, I guess. Mm. And it feels like I'm finding my voice through it because here I am speaking. So that's good. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yay. Wonderful. We have some people who've joined in on the phone a little bit later. If you would like to say hello and where you're from, we'd love to find out who's here. If it, if it feels okay to you to speak. Good morning, this is Indy from California. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Hi, good morning. This is Felicia from North Carolina. Hello. Hi. And I'm identifying with what's being said since I've joined about the not particularly liking to speak in the group situation because that is so me. Um, one of the issues I have, I mean, sometimes it's better than other times as far as wanting or not wanting to share, but one of the issues that I struggle with is leave, um, saying too many details. I, I can't I, I struggle to get out of my story to just really get down to the to the meat of whatever is bothering me. So that prohibits me from wanting to speak at times, and I haven't quite figured out how to get out of that story role yet. Thank you for sharing that, Felicia. This is Rieko. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> I've always been very critical of the way I speak, the things I say. Oh, I use the word always, which is what we just talked about in class, that it's an ego statement. <laughs> and uh, um, my classmates have been so, so lovingly telling me um, that they think I'm able to articulate things in a certain way that really helps them. And that is so good for me to hear because I constantly used to just every time I share, be like, Oh, I could have been more articulate or more smooth or say less ums or likes or whatever it is. And I was noticing that when I 
take turns praying with my prayer partner. Um, and I started doing spontaneous prayers instead of reading. Every time I finish praying, I get this urge. And I did say it the first couple of times that, oh, that could have gone smoother, but at least I tried kind of a statement. And then I started just catching myself wanting to say that and just be like, nope, and not, not doing that anymore. I'm not, I'm not attacking myself anymore. I just, I did partner up with spirit. Everything just came out exactly the way it was supposed to. It was not in my control. It was exactly the perfect way, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm thankful and I'm just going to let it go. So um, I can completely relate to what you shared, Felicia, about um, feeling like you need to say things differently or um, just, just feeling like you whatever you are, however you're showing up is not quite right. And, and I just wanted to say that your share was beautiful and, and perhaps um, whatever judgment you may have had about it, uh, it's all good, you know? <laughs> it's, um, and we, we would love to hear more of your shares whether you're, you seem to be stuck in your story, as you're saying or not. Um, I certainly did not feel that way when you're sharing. And, and even if you do go into that place, it's totally okay too. So I just wanted to say I appreciate your share. And I hope you, um, if you f feel the inspiration, um, that you would uh, continue to share with us whatever's on your mind. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. What are some more ways that you've um, used to become more accepting of yourself and more more loving toward yourself, more compassion? Um. It's kind of a daily moment-to-moment -moment practice, but a lot of what Jennifer's been saying, I think she had a self-love class earlier this year that I listened to that had a lot of helpful tips, like um, speaking to yourself kindly in your mind. Um, yes. Yeah. How do you make that a habit? How do you make that a habit? Uh, the way you make that a yes. habit is you watch yourself very closely, like pay attention to how you're thinking or what you're feeling. And as soon as you catch yourself not feeling good in any way, you kind of stop and take a deep breath and kind of trying to get in touch with what it, what is it that it's, what's the thought or emotion or feeling that's 
triggering that and then you you let it go or I like to kind of imagine just taking that feeling in my hands and just giving it over to Holy Spirit. I did quite a bit of self-forgiveness work. I wrote a lot of forgiveness letters to myself and my body. Um, I do one thing I started doing from time to time is to just sit quietly with myself with my hand on my heart or my belly and kind of talk to myself like how, how are you feeling what's going on is there anything you like to tell me just ask any questions just very in a curiosity from a curious curiosity angle instead of um, in like a threatening interrogating kind of way and just let I just let myself just speak whatever's on my mind to myself yeah oh, I like that that sounds good yeah Do you um, schedule the time into your schedule or do you um, just let it fall the way it may? You know, I've been, I've been advised to make a commitment to have a morning practice. So whenever I wake up, the first few hours that I have is dedicated to meditating and journaling and sitting quietly pretty much before my husband wakes up. And so I do that every morning. I sometimes read, uh, I flip through the Course in Miracles and read whatever passage that catches my mind, catches my eye. Or if I feel like there's something going on that particular day, let's say I was, I woke up and I felt some pain in my hip or something. And then I will remember certain lessons from A Course in Miracles that will be helpful to me, like I choose the joy of God instead of pain. So then I would go to that lesson and think about that throughout the day. So I do make time in the morning and I do try to make sure I, I sit quietly for at least five minutes before I go to bed and either just pray or meditate and ask the Holy Spirit to use my dream time for whatever the highest and best. And then in between the morning and night, I, I try to use every opportunity that I can to be quiet with myself, which is not easy oftentimes, especially when I'm at work. So oftentimes mm -hmm. that ends up being like when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> every, time, every time I'm in the bathroom, I'm kind of just like taking a little moment, taking a breath and saying, okay, Okay, I'm just remembering who I am now. I'm not I'm not a person who's stressed out at work. I I am light. I am love. Oh, here's the I am statements, Ronnie. <laughs> I am the holy child of God. Just like reminding myself that, and then I go back out there, and I might forget in five minutes, but then I come back to the bathroom, and then I remind myself again. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, Felicia. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing. All those are very helpful. My pleasure.
Does anyone else want to share on this fertile subject of how do we become more self-loving? Well, I, I've got a little something. Um, sometimes I like to, this is Jennifer Cunningham, by the way, um, in Nashville. Um, sometimes I will look in the mirror and then like tell different body parts that I love it. <laughs> I'll say, I love you to my heart. I love you to my lungs. I love you to my my feet for for holding me up and and carrying me and i love you you know for my hands and to be able to to draw and to write i love you my ears my eyes that i can see um and i do a lot of times and and i'll i'll do that to sort of i don't know get myself out of self-loathing and um, uh, self-sabotage so. anyway that's it <laughs> thank you that's wonderful any other shares on that topic uh, or uh, you can change the topic but it, it's wonderful to share what your practices are uh, I'll share a little bit. Um, this, I love hearing what everybody's doing. Oh, it's, it gives me so many good ideas. Um, it's been helpful to me what Jennifer shared about try to remember to talk with myself in terms of endearment, which is something I had never done. Um, and so kind of like Rieko, I watch my thoughts and um, when I'm noticing maybe I'm having critical thoughts or, or maybe just to try and be more loving. I'll, I'll think within my self-talk, I'll, I'll add sweetheart or darling or, um, and, and boy, I, I love that practice. Um, loving myself that way and being more gentle. I've also started doing something and Jennifer, what you shared reminded me of this. Um, so when I get up in the morning, when I, I'm very consciously trying to sh trying to um, wake up with more joy instead of dread and drudgery and kind of tiredness and all that, to wake up with gratitude and joy and and very quickly shift my thinking to um, abiding in God and um, living with the strength of Christ. But I'll I've started just when I go in the bathroom, I, I look in uh, a mirror that's just like a, a mirror that's just like where my face is, right? It's a small round mirror. And I'll say, good morning. And I'll smile at myself. I live alone. So um, I love you. Happy day and have a happy day. And I, I've started to do that every day. And um, that's a nice practice for me. And then I, I mentioned somewhere else, but somebody might have missed it. I was listening to um, a Jean Houston uh, online thing, and she shared that her and her husband had a, a large house, and for a while, Margaret Mead lived with them. 
and and they would hear her every morning say quite loudly thank god i'm margaret mead <laughs> and i and then and then jean talked about she studies people human potential who who've really reached a high potential and that that was something that she found a lot of them shared is just a joy in their own being and the, the way margaret was saying that was not egotistical it was sheer joy in her own being and and so when i thought about it i recognized i, I did not feel like that about myself at all and it was not comfortable, but I thought that is an excellent practice. It just alerted me to how I, I am, I have been in a habit of rejecting God's creation by not accepting who I am and loving who I am. That's certainly a place to start. So I've also started to do my version of it, which is in my head and quietly telling myself, <laughs> thank God. I'm Tracy Dan. Sometimes I'll say it out loud, not loud, not loud, quiet. <laughs> That's my comfort level at this point. And sometimes I'll just even raise my arms and say, thank God I'm Tracy Dan. And I'm trying to get a little bolder with this. Um, and, and for me, that immediately leads also into thank God. And I'll think of other people, you know, thank God for Rieko and thank you know thank, uh, other people in my circle I mean uh, thank God everybody's exactly who they are they're all a beautiful divine expression so um, and 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 I uh, like Rieko I have a morning practice it's very important to me um, I'm going through the workbook lessons now again um, I'm using the new edition the complete and annotated um, which has some lovely footnotes that help clarify things. Um, so I'm really enjoying a new version and using that. And I, I also similarly try to take uh, the time at night before I go to sleep to uh, meditate on the lesson of the day and, and ask the Holy Spirit to use my sleep time to continue to heal my mistaken beliefs. And then throughout the day, um, boy, I, I just need what A Course in Miracles suggests is a lot of reminders. So I try to, on the hour, stop and, and take time to reflect on the lesson whenever I can and, and know that if I can, it's okay. I don't beat myself up. I mean, if I'm in the middle of work, but, um, and then throughout the hour, trying to be alert to when I'm feeling any feelings of anything other than love and joy and peace which is frequently that i'm not so um and try to um pull my thoughts back to what is true and there's a wonderful passage in the course of miracles that i just been on my mind for months and months and months now that i think of every day and jesus is asking have you really considered how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? The soul child of God is limitless in power, but can limit, I, I change it all to her, her power as much as she chooses. Your mind and mine can unite in shining away the ego so that the strength of God can be revealed into everything you say and do. 
accept nothing. I mean, it goes on like this should be your only goal. And, and, and you give over all beliefs that are obstructing that purpose. And a way that you do that is you notice your feelings. So I, um, I try to do that all day long whenever I'm noticing I'm not glad and, and then notice my feeling and discover the belief that's mistaken belief and um, shift it for either the lesson I'm working on that day or, or another course-related true thought and um, recognizing God wants us to be happy. So I love those lessons too. God's will for me is perfect happiness. I share God's will for happiness for me. Um, I choose the joy of God instead of pain. So a lot of lessons I use in my mind to try to shift my thinking. That's helpful. That's what I'm doing. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. I'm shifting a lot into being in peace and joy. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing that passage. That is beautiful. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna work that into. That's a good um, retraining of the brain, words and feelings to hear. I love it. And I, I do do some self-loving acts, and some of which have been mentioned. Um, the trap I, I believe that I'm falling into is when I don't remember to do the the self-loving acts, then the self-negativity um, comes in, and that that starts the downward spiral. Mm-hmm. So it just negates everything good that I've done. Yeah, that happens a lot. That's why for me, it's just to do the practice constantly, because the longer I let it, my mind slip, you know, the longer I tolerate the thinking that's causing pain or discomfort, um, Mm -hmm. the the more time I spend in that kind of a place, which, you know, I I don't want to be there anymore, but but I do, I, I slip too, so, you know. I think it's very important for me, at least, to just realize, um, that it does just take constant, constant vigilance, and um, and that's okay. That's nothing wrong with me. That's what it takes. Yes, that's the key right there. There's nothing wrong with me. It's simply the the practice. It's the the way it goes. Yeah. And I think that. Um the great thing and what, why A Course in Miracles is so beautiful and so wonderful is that, you know, it just, it, it's okay. We can choose again. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, we slip, we spiral, we're, we're in this, you know, on the level of form, you know, we're going to do that. Everybody is. And, and that's okay. But the great thing is that we can just choose again. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you all for this awesome, inspiring, compassionate community call. Are there any prayer requests before we pray out? We have a few minutes left. 
Um, prayers for my son right now. He's in the hospital, Tim. Oh, absolutely. Anybody else? Diana, do you want to say anything else about that? Does everybody else know about that? I, I think they do, that he's been battling. He's, I won't say battling. He's had some health issues. He's got uh, liver cancer. But right now he's in the hospital because he had a, a bowel obstruction. So we're hoping that he doesn't have to have surgery to fix it, that it will fix itself. So, and I know that is possible, right? Absolutely. Thank you, Diana. Yes, it is. And thank you, Diana, for, for the update. This is Salisha. And also, um, maybe peace for all in the prayer. Can you repeat that? Peace for all peace for in all. the prayer. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Any other requests? Actually, I have one. Um, it's for my son also. He's 10 years old and he, um, he has anxiety pretty severely. Um, it can be really debilitating for him. But anyway, he is starting a new school and um, I would just love prayers for, for just um, for peace, for him, and joy. Mm -hmm. That would be wonderful. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, um, this is Felicia. If we could include my son, he's 15, um, just for peace, and just knowing that all will be well. Um, we are going through a divorce, and it's, it's not it's not peaceful and harmonious yet, though that's what I'm praying for and holding the vision for. It's not quite happening yet. Thank you, Felicia. Any other requests? I have one more request. I've been um, dealing with physical pain lately. It's kind of in my face right now. And I know Laura was talking about it in class this Monday. So... I have a lot of prayers for all of us experiencing any kind of pain, physical or emotional, that we, we learn to see it differently and to choose joy instead of pain. <clears throat> Any other requests? All right, then I'll mute you all for a minute while I pray this out. We join together once again after this gorgeous meeting where there were so many pointings toward peace, toward unity, toward self-love, toward the knowing that we are God in our separate forms. We have so much gratitude to know that there is no separation, that it just appears to be separate forms. We have an offering right now of any disturbance, any frustration, any sensations of discomfort in the body. 
any stories or situations that are not of truth. We put those on the altar. We pray for Diana's son that all goes for the highest for all in his hospitalization. We pray for peace for all for sure. And we add Jennifer's son that he may experience joy and peace in his new school and excitement about going to school and about having friends and about being in this world. And for Felicia, we see what she sees and that peace is coming in the divorce and that her son experiences the equilibrium that is his truth, that he feels safe and secure and united with the all as we want to be united with the all because it is our truth, it is already. And we declare that oneness and it's ours for the seeing. We share with everyone the gratitude that we experience from this awesome meeting, from this beautiful community share. And we happily, willingly share our contentment and our connection with all, for all, replay included. Thank you all. And I'll unmute you so that you can say goodbye till next time. Thank you, Rosalind. That was powerful. I really felt it. You're welcome. I felt it Thank too. You. Thank you. It was beautiful. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful two weeks. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. If you want to stay on the call to talk about Ireland, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. See you Monday night on the call. Bye, Felicia. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.